Welcome to Listen by Jean Ginsberg. This audio experience and podcast is all about social media, digital marketing, entrepreneurship, and interviews with top entrepreneurs in the digital and social space. I'm your host, Jean Ginsberg, digital marketing expert, number one best-selling author, and award-winning entrepreneur. I will be sharing with you strategies, tips, and tactics on how to grow your business and your social media following. Thanks for listening. Hey everyone, Jean Ginsberg here. Welcome to another episode of Listen by Jean Ginsberg. Very excited today because I have a very special guest, Jane Portman. Welcome, Jane. How are you? Hi, Jean. Thanks for having me. <laughs> yes, uh, wonderful. And we have a similar background, both born in Russia. Uh, I, so you, you live in Russia currently, but I left a long time ago. Long, long time. I might even say how long ago, but a very long time ago. Um, but we both speak Russian, and that was one of our connections when we, when we were talking offline before recording the podcast. So, uh, so that's kind of cool. Always like talking to, uh, to people from Russia and uh, seeing how things are going uh, from my old country. Um, so... Yes, I think let's just r jump right into it. Uh, tell us about your background. Sure. So by trade, I'm a designer, UI UX consultant. That's what I've been uh, working uh, as for, for the last uh, eight years, I think. By Before that, I was um, a designer in Russian companies. I grew up towards being a creative director. And then when my first son was born, I jumped into this online international kind of uh, business thing. So leveraging the existing design skills, then when I jumped online, I s started growing as an entrepreneur and uh, have written four books, have, run have been running a show called UI Breakfast for, for like six years by now. We're hitting episode 200 uh, in a few weeks. And uh, the last few years, I've been working on SaaS products, and the last one is really quite a big thing for, for me and my co-founder, Benedict. It's called Userlist, and uh, at, it's available at userlist.com, and it's a marketing slash communications tool for uh, SaaS founders. It helps them talk to their users after they sign up. So that is onboarding, lifecycle communications, and all these things. Interesting. So what is the problem that your SaaS product solves? The hardest problem for SaaS founders is uh, activation probably because they, they have spent their marketing dollars, um, but uh, failure to activate those users means that those dollars go basically down the drain. And any improvement in this area is a great improvement because it's gonna go right to your bottom line. So we serve as an email service provider and we send email messages and in-app notifications to your new users um, based on what they do or what they don't do inside your app. And uh, that's what we do. We work with a very specific audience of uh, small to medium sized, uh, especially bootstrap founders. That's where we belong. And uh, we've been in this ecosystem. That's where I met my co-founder and we've been hanging around you know, this microconf community and uh, things like that for quite a while. So we are basically helping people like ourselves in, in a certain way. Interesting. Okay. So uh, basically, and this, and this only works primarily, is this, does this work your software for most businesses or just SaaS companies themselves? Uh, unlike, 
Yeah, unlike other email tools, we focus specifically on uh, SaaS products, software products, which, which allows us to make the product much more simple, intuitive, and overall focused inside, as opposed to our giant competitors like Intercom uh, and, and others who can do all kinds of things with their uh, software. So basically, this is more just like for creating a marketing autom. Is it a, what would you call it a marketing automation? Yeah, but platform? but after sign up, uh, so that's why right. it's it causes such big confusion uh, because by nature it is marketing automation, but it's not marketing anymore after they create an account, right? It's it's more of a product area. Uh, so I would say that's what we call uh, product-led growth these days. That's where marketing meets <laughs> meets product and nobody knows where one starts and the other ends. That is an interesting point, uh, how we delineate, like in our community, I guess, in the entrepreneurial community, how like marketing is for non-clients, but then this would be not considered marketing. Although I think this is still marketing because you can still upsell clients and that's still marketing, right? So even if they become a client or a customer afterwards, I would still consider that to be marketing, but that's maybe my point of view. <laughs> yeah, and uh, for for the majority of people, that's just uh, just simply, you know, mildly confusing. But if we talk about uh, you know product owners, managers, it's a giant pain because when uh, when the startup grows and um, the team grows and you start having different departments, then you know it becomes a huge pain to understand who is the user onboarding champion on the team, who's even responsible for for that part. Because it's typically marketers who can write great emails, but uh, it's typically developers who can set up the behavior-based stuff, and uh, they've got to meet somewhere. Yes, absolutely. I mean, you have to, because even after the customer becomes a customer, like I said, there's always ways to upsell them into <laughs> being a bigger customer or more uh, more revenue or just finding ways to help the customer that... Uh, that, you know, with other additional products or services. So, um, so it sounds like the challenge that you're looking to solve is not, I guess, non-activation of users who become customers and then maybe fall off uh, the wagon or something like that. Is that is that the big challenge that you're looking to solve? That's correct. So the the angle that we've been taking in 2020 with all our um, uh, materials with the podcast with education is uh, exactly that the user onboarding so 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 it's called uh, which is uh, basically giving hand uh, providing educational materials giving assistance to, to to users who need help and for for for, for a large part of uh, products out there, it can sound pretty easy, but a lot of our customers are B2B applications and uh, that sometimes involves multiple steps in their setup and um, any help uh, is great, but we, pr we help them send uh, less uh, email because we all know, you know, you sign up for a product, you get like that 10 day sequence of some stuff, which you hate and it's <laughs> not relevant, not helpful, but you, it's in your inbox and everybody's uh, mad. So we, we try to go from there to less email, but, but smarter email, which is based on actual user activity. So mm -hmm. in the ideal world, if everything goes smooth, like you'll barely hear from, from the founder. And if uh, nothing happens, then uh, our software can help send you relevant um, messages. Right. So it sounds like you mostly work with email, but uh, what are your thoughts on email these days? I, uh, I almost feel like um, the open rates are going down. Are there other ways of communicating with new customers or onboarding new customers? Oh, yes. Email is, it's, it's such a controversial tool. 
uh, on one hand, uh, you're right, like our inboxes are flooded and uh, and things like that, but it still remains number one challenge of uh, number one challenge channel for uh, for for us to talk to people. Therefore, um, it's nowhere near being abandoned, and it's still like one of the essential business tools. That's part of the reasons why we started on this product. And uh, in addition to email, we also allow um, in-app notifications, which is pop-up things that appear inside your app so that you don't have to bother people inside their inbox. So we do think about that quite a bit. And um, some things like, I don't know, new blog posts or announcements you can make inside the product instead of having to bombard people with email. Right. But yeah, still email remains the essential business tool, unfortunately. So we've got to be smarter about um, and more respectful towards um, the recipients, which are our customers. Absolutely. So um, on this podcast, I always like to ask my guests, you know, especially if they're entrepreneurs and have their own business um, and a specific specialty for you, uh, you know, it's UX, UI or design or user experience. Um, what is for somebody who's listening who might be an entrepreneur or maybe starting their business? Uh, what is some advice that you would provide uh, to someone who is just starting their business when it comes to design or user engagement? This podcast is brought to you by the Digital Marketing Method Monthly Group Coaching Program, your methodology for growing your business and your social media following. Join me and my group of supportive entrepreneurs and learn how you can grow your business and your social media following, where we cover topics such as Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, email marketing, and so much more. Go to dmgroup.online, dmgroup online that's a great question <laughs> if we talk about user engagement then uh, just thinking that the general practices that don't work that much so that classic drip sequence that you've been sending to users most likely it won't be as effective so it's really time to employ some um, some business intelligence in your a user onboarding and other aspects of your business. So you really have to be smarter with the communications that you send to your customer. And these days there are some, some amazing products out there, not, not ours, but also a lot of, a lot of other tools that use um, all kinds of automation to um, sort of generate relationships at scale. And that's what we help people to do is to, um, not pretend that you, it's a personal email, but still be able to talk to your customers in their own language at the right time. So basically right. that's sending the right message at the right time. Yes, yeah, the, the, the business intelligence. So um, what about personalization? Now we talked a little bit about that, you know, sending the right message at the right time. What are your thoughts on how the industry is changing for things like personalization and how that's moving forward. Because I mean, in my opinion, I think that's gonna be the, the, the wave of the future, right? Like making com communications more personalized for that individual. Well, that's a huge thing. And uh, we're barely scratching the surface with, with our tool, I think. We personalize based on behavior, uh, but there are a lot of ways to, well, you can personalize the internals of your product. Basically, uh, on depending on the source of the new customer, where they came from, you can customize the entire experience um, when it comes to UX. If they came there to do 
invoicing, like you can show them invoicing. If they came there to do like bookkeeping, you can show them bookkeeping, things like that. Um, there are some really interesting uh, projects out there. For example, a tool called the right message that that's run by our friends. And um, they allow, they take personalization to the whole next level by uh, providing um, personalization from the, from the, level of uh, the website visitor towards them becoming an email subscriber and then becoming customer. So they have all kinds of service and pop-ups that can help you collect information and then further use it to personalize your marketing for them. So I think that's a great project uh, that needs to be mentioned when it comes to personalization. Yeah, I love that because I think that's going to be where the next step, big steps are, I think, in terms of marketing is going to be, how do we make this more personalized instead of just like, you know, emails that go on to everybody, an email list or whatnot, or text message to everybody, you know, that might not be relevant. So I, uh, I'm, I'm really looking forward to that. Is it more of just an industry-wide uh, initiative moving forward? Um, so switching gears here a little bit, um, of course, we've all been experiencing the pandemic since uh, almost the beginning of this year. It's, can't believe it's always been a year. How has uh, your business or the industry changed since COVID? Thankfully, or maybe it hasn't changed. <laughs> sometimes, yeah, um, sometimes it doesn't change. Like my <laughs> business hasn't changed much, except that it's grown a lot. But you know, feel free to share. <laughs> <laughs> We've discussed this topic a lot at my my own show as well, and. Uh, one of the recent episodes with Claire Salentrop that we published was called New Marketing. So we spent like uh, a lot of time talking about that specifically. And we all agree that businesses fall on, under a few camps, one that, uh, you know, dramatically suffers. And that's if you serve, you know, I don't know, in-person salons, uh, hospitality industry, poor weddings. Guys. Um, I was just yeah, interviewing oh someone. Goodness. I was just interviewing someone on my podcast who who has a software for weddings, uh, and it's like we talked about that. And that was pretty bad. That is so bad. Yeah. Then there are certain tools that actually f are prospering because of the new virtual trends and everything. And then there are some tools like ours who are like relatively fine. And we did we did support a few customers who were us uh, like who were affected. So we gave them discounts and things like that. But as for our business, I guess everything is moving online. So the fact that we provide a founder tool um, definitely doesn't hurt. <laughs> so okay. we're not, uh, so I think we fall in that middle camp that just keeps growing at their own pace there. Mm -hmm. But um, yeah, it's, it's hard these days. The marketing, I think has been challenged a lot in, in, in the terms of what kind of messaging you put out when things go so crazy, not just right. the pandemic, but also the politics and uh, whatever not this year, really. Yeah, absolutely. Yes, it, I, it's just been interesting to see how, I mean, in my opinion, um, so my business has, has flourished during the pandemic uh, it, just because I think marketing people are starting to figure out that online is the way to go and, you know, there is a transition to online. Uh, and, and to me, it seems that uh, businesses are starting to realize that, like, uh, unless we do marketing now, we're not going to survive this. And so it's like they are stepping up and spending budget on marketing because they're like, well, otherwise we might not come out alive on the other end, which I think that's kind of what I've been experiencing. I don't know what your thoughts are on that. Uh, definitely so. And overall, I, of course, the crisis, the pandemic, it's horrible, terrible. And like words can't describe, of course, we would have rather enjoyed, you know, the normal train of life. Uh, 
order of life, but um, the, the crisis is always time for change and um, it's time for some businesses to take advantage of these opportunities that emerge. So the strongest uh, do survive. So somebody's got to survive. It's just a giant uh, reassessment of everything and um, right. giant redistribution of resources and everything across the planet. That's a pretty massive time that we're living in. Yeah, I know. It's um, I don't know. I, I'm hoping things will change and back to normal in 2021. But then the, I guess this is the new normal, and I don't think it's ever going to go back to what it was before. So it's uh, I guess we're going to all see what's what's the next year is going to bring, right? Um, so so that we've talked a little bit about predictions, and my last question that I always like to ask my guests is, what is your prediction for the industry? And it's a very open-ended question. It could be specifically for your industry, or it could be terraforming Mars, AI, self-driving cars, or, or uh, the bigger, bigger industry. So I leave that to you as an open-ended question. <laughs> I think uh, we we live in a wonderful age where there are more and more tools out there that help people run their online businesses and that I'm talking software and everything else. And it's, it's amazing what used to be so hard for an entrepreneur to set up um, mm -hmm. 10 years ago. Now like, you can have your billing set up in a snap. You can have your infrastructure in a snap. There are all kinds of very smart tools to handle your communication. So it's never been um, easier and uh, more exciting to run an online business. So I'm with, with great excitement. I'm watching that kind of uh, uh, industry really expand and flourish. And if it was so easy, though, like everybody would be a millionaire, everybody will win. So there's still like uh, room for uh, there's still a lot of room where you can lose out <laughs> when you're yeah. starting a business, but there is also a lot of uh, tools and a lot of opportunities that, and knowledge, particularly knowledge, like tons of um, course, uh, resources and courses and podcasts for entrepreneurs these days. So you have these amazing resources at your disposal. And um, it's, it's pretty fascinating that almost everybody can master that knowledge and, and enter the entrepreneurial arena. Yes, I'm, I'm hoping that that's the case too. I know there's, I mean, there, of course, there are so many technologies out there. Just sometimes entrepreneurs don't always <laughs> go down that path. And I mean, we've seen that, right? Like even before the pandemic, like so many businesses were still offline. Um, I, I mentioned that I, I interviewed someone in the wedding space and like she was saying that she works with B2B companies in the wedding space, you know, like event, just event planners and things like that. And they were so offline and they had to come online since the beginning of the pandemic, which I mean, obviously that industry is not doing that great now, but at the same time, they're also had a lot of technological lag in their industry. So I'm hoping that uh, more entrepreneurs are coming online these days uh, because that is, in my opinion, is the wave of the future. And I think that's where we're going to be heading towards. So, yeah. Um, well, thank you. Yeah. Go ahead. Any last words? <laughs> <laughs> I, I've heard somewhere the inside that I kind of enjoy that this uh, pandemic really has massively educated the, uh, the mass audience to, you know, confidently use internet, Zoom, and overall just show the possibility of what online can do for right. us. 
And um, that's great. We're all going to take advantage of this educated audience later on when things settle down. So it's not just all yes. bad necessarily. There are some True. upsides for sure. So oh, let's yeah. be optimistic. <laughs> I like, like you said, there's always upside in every crisis, right? There's, there's going to be winners and there's going to be losers, uh, but there's always going to be winners, right? Whatever it might be. So it's not all bad, right? I mean, Amazon's not suffering. I can tell you that. <laughs> Slack's been acquired by Salesforce, right? Exactly. Yeah, Slack's <laughs> not suffering either so but it's just yeah the companies that are in that space or are that are that have the infrastructure set up in order to be able to come online uh, that or already have been online for a long time like, like your business my business like I've been doing this remotely and virtually for the last eight years so it's like for me it was like yeah no problem no change on my end like all my team is remote all my uh, technology is remote and it's all virtual so it was like no big deal for me but I think a lot of people had to adjust to that um, um, so I guess there's, you know, growing pains always that, that are going to be occurring. So, well, thank you so much for being here. This was great. Um, uh, always good to talk to another entrepreneur and just see their vision and see what they're working on. Um, well, the last question is, how can our audiences get in touch with you? Absolutely. So for, for Usulus, head over to Usulus.com. And uh, we do have a new podcast out there called Better Done Than Perfect. And that's uh, the motto I've been going for. And we've been working because my, my team is all perfectionists. So it always helps to remind yourself of that. And for, for the podcast, head over to UIBreakfast.com. And uh, you can find all the resources there that's related to UI UX design. Thank you so much for being here, Jane. Uh, great to have you. My pleasure. Thanks so much for having me.